You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We are here to talk about me and Mike. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've actually just done a no topic episode. And with episode 500 coming up, we thought it'd be kind of cool just to talk between me and my f- co-host here. And it's just, you know, going to be random talk. We don't know where this is going to go. We don't know what we're going to say or what we're going to do. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and, you know, this is the build-up to episode 500, which is coming next week. And, you know, not a lot of podcasts actually make it for 500 episodes, and I'm very happy to say I made it with this guy by my side. Say hey to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, sir? I'm peachy keen, and uh, yeah, uh, 500 episodes almost. We're almost there. We are almost there. You know, this would be a great place to cancel the podcast right now. <laughs> you know, just to say, all right, we've done it. We're, we've made it up to the mountaintop. We don't need to go even further up Everest. You know, it's just, it's here. It's only downhill you know, this, from here, man. Oh, yeah, kind of, sort of. But it's going to be interesting because 500 is a big number. It is a huge, huge number. And for those who don't know, we're going to be on Wednesday, the 20th of this month of November, we are going to be recording episode 500 live. So by the time you guys hear this at home, we're going to be, you know, recorded it already. So you never know what's going to happen. And then it'll be going live next week to the general public. It'll be going out to our patrons you know, like normal 48 hours before. And definitely, you know, after that, it'll be going out to the world by what next Friday, right after Thanksgiving. So it's pretty cool. So we do got a lot of stuff planned for you guys, though. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we have, uh, you know, obviously, yes, most of you are listening to this after we've already recorded 500. So if you were in attendance, we appreciate it. If you participated, through our uh, Facebook Live. We appreciate that as well. And actually, you know, Mike, we could spend the next three hours thanking everybody who uh, have made this possible over the the many, many years we've been doing this and the many, many episodes. But uh, And maybe at some point we'll devote an episode to that. But uh, I think just a general thank you to all involved uh, will do. Although I do want to give a special shout out to uh, artist Peter Cutler for giving us a, a poster to mark the event. Uh, you should be able to see that on our uh, Facebook group page and all that stuff, fun stuff right now. And uh, On Facebook, I, on Instagram, you know, you're going to be able to see it. Yes. And uh, for those people who were in attendance of the live event, uh, we had copies for folks to give out. Um, if we've got any left, uh, we may be offering that to uh, people online. Uh, I'm not sure what the status will be on that, so you'll have to just stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We might even offer it as like a little bit of a bonus to our $15 patrons, I think might be a nice little gift. Absolutely. So I think it'd be kind of cool to be able to go ahead and do that. But we, you know, we'll be having the 
print up in our T Public store. So you'll be able to get a T-shirt with the new design. And you'll also be able to get most likely, you know, we're going to print out, you know, extra copies over the next couple of months. And when we go do a con appearance, we'll have them for sale for, you know, a minimal fee. I don't think it's going to be all that much. So, you know, it's our way of saying thank you and, you know, good way to get Peter's, you know, artwork out there too, because he did a fabulous job on this design. Yes, Peter did his usual fantastic work, and uh, we're grateful for him for that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, for all involved uh, to help us get to where we are. Uh, But, yeah, we thought um, before the big event, uh, Mike and I would just uh, chill a little bit with you guys, relax a little bit, just have um, Mike and I on the show Without any guests, that's this is we've never done this before. We have never actually recorded an episode of Earth Station One without anybody else uh, for the yeah. duration. So get used to hearing our voices because that's, that's the only voices you're going to hear uh, for the next uh, hour, an hour and a half or so. Whoever, however long it takes till we're sick of talking to each other, basically. Yeah, exactly. But we do want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear your thoughts on episode 500, what you guys have, you know, what you guys would like to see coming up for the next 500 episodes. Do you want us to change things up? Do you like the direction we keep going? Is this show getting, we want to know if the show's getting stale. You know, this is the kind of things we want to hear from you guys. We, you know, this is your opportunity. Every week we give you the email address and we definitely want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you guys think. Tell us what you guys want to know what we're doing. If we're doing it right, if we're doing it wrong, you know, do we, is there different segments that you don't want to hear that you're getting tired of? Or is there certain things that we have had go away that you want to hear come back? Or, you know, any suggestions would be great to hear. So please drop us a line. Like we said, earthstation1 at esonetwork.com. Yeah, absolutely. We, as we uh, go forward after, you know, post 500, uh, Mike and I are already looking into the new year, um, uh, 2020, and and making some slight changes to the show. I don't think there's going to be anything dramatic, um, but uh, you never know. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about uh, upgrading the show a little bit, changing things. So uh, we'd like to hear from you guys as far as what your um, um, thoughts are about what you like and what you don't like. Um, we really appreciate uh, any candor, uh, you know, <laughs> even if you just basically have to say that uh, the show should be without one of the mics. Well, no, that's never going to be something <laughs> like that. That I won't, I won't accept. No, 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 no. No, it, it's basically, it's me and Mike. You know, we've had various co-hosts over the years. We've had some great co-hosts. You know, we had people come and go. We had, you know, God, co-host wise we had you know dan was our first then we had this guy named Corey who was with us real briefly then mike gordon came aboard uh dan went away and then bobby nash came on for, for quite some time so it was pretty cool and then you know after that we had jennifer hartshorn join us for a bit as a co-host and then she moved over to earth station who and then she started her own podcast with the Earth Station MCU for a while. And she, I think she did almost like 50 episodes of that. That was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it's uh, and we've had a lot of recurring folks, you know, join us. Um, certainly, we've got our our standbys when we when we do movies. You know, you can expect to have Ashley, Alex, uh, what, uh, that combination. Uh, oh, we also, couldn't have ever asked for better movie people. We truly could not have. It's just pretty awesome. Alex absolutely. and Ashley were such a good find for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and, uh, you know, our music episodes with Ricky Bambi and Michelle, uh, we, that's, we give a lot of credit to them as well for, for those segments, those uh, spotlights, uh, when we do our book clubs, Kirby and Judy, um, are, are fun to fun team to, to review books with. And so, so yeah, I mean, and, and there's others, of course, there's a lot of familiar voices. If you've listened to our show at all, uh, in the last, uh, nine years or so, You've Nine heard and uh, a many, yes, you've heard many, many, many uh, familiar voices, and that that's not going to go away. We're all we're still gonna, uh, you know, we still love talking to uh, our friends. We still love talking to people. We still love talking to people who are passionate about things. So that that's not going to change. In fact, uh, we probably are working on some things to upgrade that a little bit more. So uh, again, stay tuned for all of that. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some changes and, you know, some massages, as we like to say in the industry. We're going to tr- like tweet. I know you do. That's why. Just you know, as long as it's got a there. happy ending. You had to go there. You really had, to, had go there. to go there. Yeah. Come on. Everybody listening went there. I know. And Darren's not even here to give you that happy ending. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of listenership we have. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, you know, we can we'll arrange that for you, though. Don't ever worry about that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. And, you know, certain segments are going to maybe take a little bit of a hiatus. Certain parts of the show is going to change. But, you know, we got a lot of different things planned for, you know, the next 500. And, you know, can't wait till, you know, God, 10 years from now, we're going to be at episode 1000. God, that's just crazy to think about. Yeah, absolutely. You know how old we're going to be? <laughs> <laughs> how old are we going to be or how old I'm going to feel? Well, that's a whole different story because, <laughs> you know, people are already going, yeah, boomer. That's right. <laughs> it's like, I'm not a baby boomer. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's um, definitely want to hear from you guys, like I keep on saying. And thank you guys for always, you know, listening to us. We might not have the hugest audience out there, but we got a very loyal listening audience and folks who listen every week and, you know, you know, basically say hey, when I see them in person, hey, I like what you did, talked about this. We heard some people saying that they love the Kinks episode we just did. And we got some really good feedback on that. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's very good. And and yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always good to hear that. Um, yeah, it's, it makes us feel like we're not just uh, talking to the wind. We are, but, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not the end of the world talking to the wind, but, you know, at the same time, it's also nice that we get, you know, some kind of feedback that we know that somebody's out there listening and we do, I look at our numbers and I see, you know, the maps and I see that we have people, you know, talking to us and we have people talking, listening to us. Uh, You know, we have people, you know, in Eurasia, we have people in Australia, we have people in Philippines, we have people in the UK, we have people in Russia. I don't know about the Russia one. Those might be, you know, bots. I'm not a hundred percent (laughs) sure. If you're listening to us in Russia, please write us. We would love to hear from you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, because that's not going to get us in any trouble. Oh, no. Russia's our friend now. That's right. Come on, folks. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's, it is amazing to think of all the people around the world that uh that tune into us and it's uh it's really appreciated uh you know i wish we could go out there and meet y'all actually um mm-hmm. uh so um because we yeah we i mean we love take we we do a lot of local conventions and, and it's amazing to me even when we go other you know states other countries you never know when we're gonna run into a listener and uh that's that's always pretty awesome feeling Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, all the way from, you know, Northern Ontario, all the way down to Brazil, we have listeners. It's pretty cool. Wow. You're not going to start breaking out in the Dancing with the Street song, are you? No, I'm not. You know, I'll <laughs> leave that to Mick Jagger and David Bowie. <laughs> Good. Yes. I, 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 no breaking into song. That's the one rule for tonight. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things, but yeah, no, no breaking out into song. And that's we're the cool pod, thing. We're podcasting in the streets, people. Uh, well, you know, if, you know, if people don't send us more Patreon money, we might be, pay, we might be <laughs> podcasting in the streets. This is so true. So exactly. True. Or as um, a friend of mine said, so how's your very expensive hobby doing? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great way to put podcasting. You know, it's I never expected to be doing podcasting this long. You know, when I first started doing it, I would think, uh, oh, Earth Station One, I'll get bored of it or I'll get tired of doing it after a year or two. <laughs> to almost ten years later, we're still doing this sucker. And that's so true. And that's the cool thing about it is, you know, and I don't think either of us have lost the passion for it. And that's the cool thing about it is, you know, I love talking to you, dude, every week. It's always just something different. And I love that it's not the same topic every week, week after week after week. And, you know, there's certain things you have a stronger knowledge for. And there's certain things I have a little bit of knowledge with. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Yes, we. Uh, I think we complement complement each other pretty well. Um, and, so uh, much so you can't even say it. It's pretty awesome. Can't even say it. You know. Well, we and we both you know excel in in name and word butchery. So that that well, is we our so superpower. But we mostly save that for the Dragon Con report. Well, that's you know? true. We do we do go out uh, exceptionally uh, well for that uh, for that podcast. Oh, of course. You know, I think Mary and I excel at torturing celebrity names. It is awesome. Well, I certainly didn't expect, I mean, I, I, you know, I like to be uh, in things for the long haul. I never think of things as a uh, one night or so, for example, but I also, um, I also didn't, you know, I didn't foresee podcasting to become so such a huge part of my life, especially for so little pay. Um, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and because of this show, I mean, it's helped me a lot in terms of name recognition, getting my, my brand out there, getting, of course, the, the comic and the writing work that I do out there, but it's also really been, uh, amazing to sort of help promote, uh, friends of ours, other fellow uh, writers, artists, musicians over the years. I mean, that's been uh, a, a great uh, a great thing to do, as well as to 
you know, talk to people who uh, I normally wouldn't have gotten a chance to, to talk to really. Um, you know, it, it, we've, we've interviewed some really cool people. We've had some conversations with really cool people. We've done uh, a lot of stuff um, at conventions, um, in front of people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's stuff that uh, not, not things that I was expecting to get out of this experience, but on a whole, like my, the last, over the last nine and a half years, almost decade that it's been, uh, I can safely say, you know, that my life in a lot of ways is, is much better than it was then. And, and a large part of that is because of the podcast and because of use mine. Well, same thing with you. Cause you know, name recognition people you know stop me when i'm at a bookstore or if judy and i are talking you know at a restaurant or something and go i know that voice you know so it's pretty awesome when people recognize it or there's been times at dragon con where you act now we actually see people wearing eso t-shirts or earth station one or the dragon con report it's just really awesome to get that kind of recognition. And yeah, Dragon Con has become our con base. Does that make sense? You know, it's almost like we're coming to you now as, you know, regularly from Dragon Con. You know, that's our local big con. It's our version of going to San Diego. It's our version of going to New York or something like that. And Dragon Con has been something for both of us different stuff because mike actually you know is has a table there and set up and working and i started going you know just with william originally and then once i got into on it basic you know with through eso and or station one it just went from there so it's pretty cool yeah, well, it's it's not uh, you know it's no coincidence that uh, we we do a Dragon Con report uh, you know focused podcast. I mean, Dragon Con means a lot to me personally, and uh, it also just so happens that it's the first place that I ever actually met Mike Faber in person. And uh, you know, over the years, it's become it was always a special convention to me, but it's become more and more special over the years because of the relationships I've met largely due to the podcast and other things. But, um, and it's something that I think, you know, consciously I try to, we try to bring to our show. We try to, the same thing that uh, I think I love about Dragon Con is what I want uh, Earth Station One to be. You know, I want Earth Station One to be a place where we can talk about a, a, a huge level of fandoms with people who are passionate and and there's a level of respect there. And there's there's a you don't have to worry about trolls. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, um, just because you have a difference of opinion, uh, someone uh, wanting to uh, give you a death threat, you know, that kind of thing. It's like we. We want a safe spot, a safe place for geeks, if you will. And and that's just, I mean, that's not just whatever your geekdom is, but whatever you, you know, out there are are in your life. And we don't really, you know, whatever your your beliefs are or your race or your sexuality or anything like that. I mean, this show is supposed to be, it might be by two white dudes, but it's, it's supposed to be for, you know, uh, for everybody. You know, certainly oh, sure. there's no... You know, and I'm and I'm 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 really uh, thankful that we've gotten uh, 
reception that we have from all kinds of folks. And that's been really uh, rewarding as well, because, because I don't want to make, you know, I want to make sure that we don't try to exclude anybody. No, that's one of the things we both try to focus on. Well, that we won't at all ever exclude anybody, no matter you know, what side of the aisle they sit in. We barely go into politics on the show and we try to stay away from that. But whatever your sexual orientation is, whatever your race, whatever anything is, you know, we try to include everybody and we try to be as diverse as possible. Yeah. Mike and I are two white, somewhat straight, normal people, whatever normal is. And we're two geeks and Geek should be all the way at the top of the list of what we are. And that's what we try to be is just two mics, you know, who are geeks and just enjoy talking about all different topics. And that's the cool thing with this. We are two geeks with a mic and two mics with a geek. I don't know. It sounds weird. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But um... uh, And <laughs> why would this show be any different than exactly. any other? You, know? this is, you could definitely tell we're not scripted. Um, oh, we, God, might not no. be, we might not be live streaming, uh, at least usually. Uh, we will be for 500, of course. But uh, right. uh, not, not as a general rule, we, we try to edit a lot of that stuff out. So as as idiotic as sometimes we sound, can you imagine what you don't hear? Because Oh, uh, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the stuff that gets really crazy ends up on the cutting room floor. But I do have all the originals in a vault somewhere. I'm sure you do. I'm of sure course. You do. Always be recording. My mantra, my friend. Totally my mantra. And that's the great thing about it is you always should be recording, always should be just being able to be and talking off the cuff. I don't think we've ever gone off a script on the show. And, no, no. And that's, you know, you could tell shows. <laughs> you could tell. Yeah, and you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> you could definitely so maybe, tell. Maybe that's hurt us. Maybe it hasn't. Who knows? That's the cool thing about it. Well, yeah. I think just as, you know, our intent, of course, and, and this is not going to hopefully be a surprise to people who listen to us for a while, but, uh, or, you know, for more than a couple of episodes, but, but I mean, our intent is to provide, you know, a, a safe space, like I said, for, for all kinds, for geeks alike. And, and we try to, you know, I've, there's been a lot of conversations that, uh, great conversations that we've had with, uh, on topics that I, I've loved my entire life. As as um, conversations I've had with folks about things that I had no idea, and, and this podcast through interviews and talking to people uh, has introduced me to a, a, a world of uh, a, a world out there of people that uh, of doing things that uh, that are doing things and interested in things that I just had no, no knowledge of whatsoever, and that's that's been just as fascinating. I mean, yes, it's cool to talk about, you know what I like to talk about, which is, you know, comics and, and star Wars and, and all that fun stuff. But, um, you know, there's, there's, there's all so many forms of geekdom out there and we haven't even, that's the thing. We haven't even scratched the surface. We're at episode 500. And even though Mike was saying that, you know, like, Hey, I can't believe we're going to get to a thousand. Well, you know, we could program uh, each episode weekly a topic from now until episode thousand. And we could, we could not, we don't have to repeat ourselves because there's so many, so much more out there to, to talk about and to be, um, you know, interested in. Oh, without a doubt. And that's the great thing about 
doing this kind of stuff is, you know, we created a TBA list, you know, of stuff that we wanted to talk about early on in the show. And we've taken topics off that list, but a lot of the original list is still up there because we have had so many different things to talk to over the years. You know, we've talked about, you know, where the state of geekdom is on the show in the past for different, I think that was like episode 300 when we were at Titan and also another, you know, when we've done it over the years. And it's just, it's amazing how much geekdom is part of current society. It's pretty darn awesome. Yeah, and we definitely, you know, it's really cool to check in with uh, the state of game. I mean, a lot has changed in the last, uh, you know, almost 10 years we've been doing this. And and some of it's been for the better. I think a majority of it's been for the better. Some of it, not so much. Um, but, uh, you know, that the, the state of geekdom has definitely um, uh, sort of evolved, if you will, um, to a to a point now where we've got man, it's such a different world than it was back then. I mean, even some of the stuff that, that, I mean, it was only nine and a half years ago where we started this, but so much has changed. And now we're on this, this new frontier of streaming services where, um, you know, conceivably we can have almost any, anything that we want at our disposal to watch or listen to, read what have you um the, uh, just a wealth of choices both classic and new um it, it the the amount of content that's coming at us now and that will be coming out of at us is is just um uh, staggering to me and i don't know where it's all gonna end up but it's it's certainly exciting to be part of this this revolution i don't know if there's been a revolution like this uh, in, in terms of the media uh, since uh, maybe the, the, the evolution of the internet. Oh, I think even more so, even more than the evolution of the internet, I'm thinking even possibly, you know, the creation of radio. Cause you know, when, you know, radio was first created and, you know, radio stations started popping up you know, there weren't networks, there weren't, there were just individual mom and pop stations. And that was what was really cool about it. You went to each community and you had all the, like you had thousands and thousands of radio stations out there. And a lot of them were lower frequency. You could only hear it usually in the town. But there were certain, you know, radio stations then that had a little more, more money and they had more powerful signals and they were able to broadcast into larger parts of the country. You know, there was, you know, radio stations from Nashville and Chicago that you were able to hear on the West Coast at the time. It was pretty amazing. And I think that's where podcasting and, you know, all this geekdom and such is now. It's almost like so much out there and almost like not the wild, wild West, but close to it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so um, sort of like a lot more universal. I mean, there was a lot fewer choices back then when we were growing up. I mean, you know, we only had a few channels. Uh, Everybody pretty much watched the same thing. You weren't able to watch and rewatch things over and over again until a little bit later. Um, 
when that technology was was becoming available for home use. Um, so so instead you had it, it, it in a lot of ways it was more of a, a communal experience because a lot of people were watching the same things. There wasn't as much choice, and now there's so many choices. Uh, you know, you can be watching something that's very popular on one streaming service or one device or, you know, one cable outlet or something, and the other people could be tuning into something else. And it's, it's a lot more diverse now, which is not a, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I mean, it's sort of a nice luxury that we have being able to, it's almost overwhelming. It's like, oh man, there's so many good shows, you know, like to watch, like, uh, just on that alone, it's it's like just TV alone. It's like, you know, with the advent of Disney Plus this last week or so. Uh, and that's just going to usher in more streaming services. And it's it, it, there's going to be no end to the content that is uh, is out there for us. No, that's a great way to put it. You hit it on the head in a lot of ways that, you know, we're just at the infancy of streaming and, you know, streaming channels. You're going to have so much out there. And it's pretty awesome because cable is going to be something of the past. It's, you know, pretty much it's more going to be like a streaming service. You're going to be able to pick what service you want to watch. You, Some people might have Disney. Some people might have you know, DC universe, some people might have CBS, you know, it just all depends. You know, I know a lot of people who don't have Hulu or some people don't have Netflix or Amazon, you know, it's, everyone's going to be different and there's not going to be anyone the same. And that's going to be what's really interesting about that. So, you know, it's like, I know for myself, I'm about to fully cut the cord on TV and we're just going to watch through streaming. And I'm scared as hell. It's almost like my umbilical cord, my umbilical cord. What am I going to do? <laughs> but, you know, but I think it's, it's the way of the future. And, you know, I'm curious to see what Comcast is going to do to try to keep me here with it. So it should be fun. Yeah. A lot of companies are going to be making decisions and, you know, I mean, nobody's safe, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, we definitely have seen in our experience companies like like Blockbuster, you know, when they had uh, the seemingly the world at their fingertips and then it just all fell away within a span of like a few years uh, because they weren't able to adapt. Um, I don't think Netflix is going to be or Comcast for that matter is going to be that uh, cavalier. But you never know. I mean, it only this this day and age when so much money is riding on things, it doesn't take much. You only you know one or two mistakes, and your you know stockholders won't will give up on you, and then you know it's on to the next thing. So I, I don't know. I it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. And I think for now, anyway, the true uh, beneficiaries of all this are consumers like us uh, because. Uh, you know, I don't, with all the streaming services, so much competition, I don't think we're going to see any of streaming service come out. That's like more than 10 bucks a month. Uh, so, or in a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of deals where they're giving away things for free. Cause they, as so many of them want, want subscribers really bad. So, uh, so as long as that happens within this initial burst, uh, I think a lot of us are going to benefit from that. Um, 
So it should be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. Oh, very much so. It's going to be interesting to see who's standing in five years from now and what the landscape is going to look like. Probably we won't recognize it at all. I'd almost guarantee it. Well, one thing I think we can recognize, and I, I think, uh, you know, for better, for worse, and uh, I think one thing that's just one thing that just stands like a monolith throughout all of this is Disney. Um, you know, uh, Disney's been operational as longer than we've been doing this podcast, longer than we've been doing this show, uh, and longer than we've been alive. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like they take a couple hits and they get knocked down a bit. But I think, uh, you know, just recently with Disney's advent of Disney Plus means that they're, you know, they're not going anywhere. Uh, their, their purchase of the Fox library was a, was a deal breaker as well, I should say. Um, and it solidified their place. And, uh, you know, they, were, they pretty much owned the box office in, in, in theaters this year. Um, and so I don't, I don't see too many other corporations, companies, uh, being able to, to withstand them. I mean, if you look at, if you look at just this year alone between box office, uh, having the top five or even more than that of the top 10 movies uh, of the year be Disney movies, uh, with the opening of galaxy's edge in both parks. With Disney Plus making its debut, I think it's fairly uh, pretty. I'm pretty comfortable that if Disney is not the you know Time Life Company of the Year, Times Company of the Year, I don't know what they're thinking because uh, Disney, you, you can't have a better year than Disney's had this year. No, not at all. It's pretty amazing. You know, Disney is constantly in the news. It's constantly on the tops of the box office and they keep on, you know, with the amusement parks and, you know, people are going, Oh, galaxy's edge. That was a failure and all that kind of stuff. And it's not folks. It's Disney is playing the long game on this. They're waiting for, you know, some amazing stuff. Wait till this hotel opens at Disney world. That is going to be a total immersion. It's, I am, I'm almost like, oh, this might get me back to the park. It's been, I have not been to D Disney World since 95. Yeah, that's quite a long time. Wow. God, it's 25 years. We definitely need to take an ESO road trip, my friend. I uh, definitely th think so. <laughs> but, definitely and, and yeah, you're right. It. I know that, I mean, right now, I mean, Galaxy Ed's just opened. They've got one ride, one ride. And that's obviously going to change. And so, the more and more uh, experiences they have. And, you know, almost everybody I talk to, pretty much everybody I've talked to who's experienced Galaxy's Edge has, has just raved about it. So, um, so I, I don't consider it, I don't even think they consider it a failure. Um, and yeah. And then, no. you know, like I said, we all got Disney plus um, we've got, uh, you know, the Mandalorian has, has gone to huge success with only two episodes in one week. Um, it's been, it's been amazing. The reception of that, uh, series and there's just going to be more to come. I mean, we've got Marvel series, uh, coming on Disney plus, and of course, Disney's doing what they do best as far as, uh, their Disney content. Uh, they've already released a couple things, 
through the, the the app or through the streaming service that are exclusive. And that's just going to be like the more and more years that pass, the more and more licenses are going to revert back to Disney Plus. So so they can air it on exclusively on Disney Plus. A lot of content, a lot of people might be looking at Disney Plus going, yeah, but it doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. Just give wait. it time. Give it's, it time. <laughs> they're they're going to have everything. Like they just, mm-hmm. yeah. If if they don't have it, there's uh, there's either a a strategic reason why they don't haven't put it out yet because why put out all your you know marbles on the ground at the same time you know you've got to you've got to like save some stuff for slow release I mean this is a company that after all like came up with the idea of the Disney Vault which was staggering um, uh, releases so that um, you know for maximum financial gain. You know, it's if it, if something is always out there and always available, then it's going to not get as, you know, it might get a sale or two, you know, every every week or so. But if you, you know, take it away and then if seven years later or so, bring it back and to, to much acclaim, that becomes an event and people are going to be like, oh, we better get this now because it's going to be gone if we don't. And that whole thing that they came up with uh, and, and lived on for decades is uh it was was genius in marketing as far as i'm concerned and and not in a bad way i don't i don't consider that a bad thing like i don't cons- i mean i know that disney has done some you know corporate practices that i i don't agree with uh i am not here to say that disney is like you know the the savior of the galaxy or anything like that there there's certainly some even walt himself there was some things practices that uh they had uh, that were, you know, kind of questionable, uh, it, you know, to say the least. But by the, by the, I will say, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's, there's something that, that Disney does bring to you that, or does bring to me anyway, and brings to so many people that I, I even though uh, they've taken over and they had, they've had a really great year and it looks like they're unstoppable. Um you know, I, I don't seem to mind it because there's just so much good in there. Oh, exactly. And also does help that it's most of our childhood in there, too. Well, sure. I mean, there's a huge nostalgic, uh, you know, wave there. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's whew. I don't oh, know a lot of that stuff, how it's going to hold up to people who, uh, you know, are seeing it for the first time. But certainly, the back catalog of movies, both live action and animated movies, that are that's that are Disney, you know, owned and produced. I mean, that's that's just that's just pulling the nostalgia string. Oh, of course, and that's the wonderful thing about it. There's been so much that we've watched already. It's like I haven't watched this movie in almost twenty years, or oh my god, you know, look at this documentary on the building of Disneyland and Walt's ideas and, or look at the Mandalorian and look what they've come up with that. That was just fantastic, you know, and it's, it's just awesome. And there's going to be things up there that I'm not even going to touch. You know, we gave Disney plus, you know, one of the memberships that we get, cause you get quite a few when you sign up with it. So we gave it to my niece 
And she was like going through oh, Hannah Montana or the Jonas Brothers or all these different things that I would never, ever think about. And she's like, I haven't watched this in 10 years. And it's just like, this is awesome. You know, and so she was freaking out about that. She's like missed four days of college already because of it, you know. <laughs> well, that's, uh... that's not my fault. That is not my fault. Blame Disney on that, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's part of um, the fun of it. It is. It's a, it is part of, it's amazing to me, uh, you know, the level of content. And, and look, uh, you know, I mean, as, as big as Disney is, I think the one thing and the smart thing that they've done, at least as far as Disney Plus, is that everything is pretty much family friendly. I mean, there's there's certainly some, you know, PG-13 material, but nothing R-rated and nothing adult, no overly, you know, violent sexual situations, that kind of thing. You're not going to find that on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, now Disney is going to probably uh, channel that through their Hulu app uh, and their Hulu streaming services. But obviously other streaming services like HBO Max is coming out and others can probably take full advantage of that because look, I mean, as much as we all love Disney, we all love a, a little bit of, uh, you know, TNA and, and, and boom, boom. Right. So we, of course <laughs> we all love our boom, boom. Come on. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's that <laughs> Disney's only going to take us so far. So as you know, for as far as being like the most popular streaming service, you know, once, uh, the others get their act together, uh, because, I, yeah, I mean, I think Disney obviously has some of that that they can put on Hulu, but that's not what they specialize in. Oh, exactly. And it's the great thing about it. You know, and there is a little bit of violence on it. Look at all the Marvel movies that they do have on there. Yeah, but, but that's, like Mar I said, PG-13. Yeah, exactly. But the Marvel stuff is in its own category, too, which is pretty awesome. And Disney was very smart to do stuff like that. They have a Pixar category. They have a Marvel category, they have a Star Wars category, they have a regular Disney, and then they also have National Geographic, which is amazing also. And, you know, to some of the stuff they have up there, they got that with the Fox deal, which is pretty darn awesome. And it really freaked me out to see the Simpsons up there. It really did. Well, the Simpsons pretty much, outside of a few other things, is like one of the few things that right now is uh, there, as part of their Fox acquisition. That's on Disney Plus. I mean, so I far. think you, you've got uh, some of the the Fox Kids shows, like uh, the X Men and um, Spider Man, and a lot of those uh, shows that were on uh, Kids Fox uh, during the day in the '90s and and two thousands and such. But pretty much, I mean, I know a lot of people were were expecting the X Men movies to be there right away, and they're not. Uh, we don't know if they will be. We don't know mm -hmm. what the plan is. Uh, we don't know if those are going to go be on Hulu. Uh, but I would imagine that a lot of the, a lot more of the Fox content is going to be on Hulu, but yes, I was kind of surprised to see that, uh, yeah, the Simpsons and Simpsons and Mickey Mouse are hanging out together. That's just a weird combination. Oh, it kind of freaks the hell out of me, actually. <laughs> One thing I found that I was actually really missing and was really hoping that was going to be up there right away was the Muppet show. I would, I would imagine have loved that's coming. To Oh, I almost guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that they have uh, the Muppet movies. Uh, most of the Muppet movies, I think, are, are part of Disney+. Plus. Yes. So you'll be able to see those. Uh, but yes, And they also obviously. have that uh, Disney series they had on ABC, what, two years ago? Is right. up there already. 
and uh, where it was more like they're trying to do the office. Right, right. Muppets Tonight, I think that was what it was called. Yeah, it was so, not that great. Or no, I think it was just called The Muppets. Um, oh. Muppets Tonight was a different show that yes. uh, was sort of like the reboot of The Muppet Show. Um, right, that was more more probably, I think, the early 2000s. Yeah, I think you're right. I know so. that uh, Sandra Bullock and Prince were on that one, um, guest starred. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully all that will become available as well. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine, like I said, uh, they're not like, yeah, they're not going to put everything out all at once. They, they're, certainly they're going to make it so that it's uh, the library that they have uh, put out is pretty impressive, which it is. Um, but yeah, I would expect over the course of the next few months, years, what have you, they're going to be like, hey, this is now available. You know, it's going to be very strategic too because uh, that's the way that Disney operates. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And look what's behind curtain number two. There you go. So yeah, I think it'll be pretty darn awesome. Is this, you know, these streaming services? Has this actually slowed you down in buying DVDs and movies and stuff? I was slowing on down on that anyway. Uh, to be honest, I haven't really bought a lot of uh, DVDs uh, lately. Um, uh, that's been less and less over the years, um, mainly because of a lot of things, because of availability, because of limited time for me to watch them. Uh, I quickly realized that you know I'd buy movies and then not watch them, uh, or maybe watch them once and then they'd sit on a shelf. Uh, for years and uh, I'd have a collection of DVDs which is quite huge and yet like never used Um, so it was one of those things you know and and look you know they're not cheap so it's one it's just a matter of time before I kind of said you know what I don't need to buy these Um, Mm -hmm. so I I haven't uh, I haven't bought a DVD in a and I don't know if I, I man uh, well, I say that <laughs> I was just about to say I haven't bought a DVD in a while or a Blu-ray in a while, but actually that's not true because I did purchase just this week. I purchased two DVDs, uh, Blu-rays actually. One was uh, the uh, new restored version of the Franklin Jella Dracula, and mainly because I really want to see that restored, and also because our good friend of the award-winning artist Mark Maddox did the cover art for that. Um, so, uh, I'd like to throw my support there. And then also, uh, an independent movie. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of independent folks can be make it can be putting these stuff out on Blu-rays now, uh, fairly easily. Um, you know, our good friends, uh, Ryan, uh, from the casket creatures and, uh, and, and Kevin from the casket creatures, uh, with a bunch of, uh, people that we, uh, uh know, uh, like the award-winning writer, Bobby Nash, as well as our good friend, uh, AKA Phantom Troublemaker, Dave West, uh, many, many other fit folks uh, were involved with this uh, making of this Joe Stryker movie that, uh, that is a very fun, uh, very, very funny uh, action movie that uh, was directed by Ryan and Ke- Kevin. And they, they took a year, shot it, put it together, edit it, uh, and then released it on Blu-ray. Um, it's not available on a streaming service yet. I'm sure it will be at some point. But, I mean, that's the other thing. In addition to the ease of which uh, we can get content now, you can just dial things up and, and, and have all this stuff at your disposal to watch. It's really easy to make this stuff. I mean, I know from personal experience, uh, in order to 
you know, to, to the process of making your own book, publishing your own book, you're publishing your own comic, making your own movie, that kind of thing is really simple now. I mean, you can even do it. Most of that stuff, like as far as with a movie, you can even do it with your phone. Um, now, you know, distributing it and putting it out there and, and getting all the work done and everything like that, that's still, that's still, and always will be a challenge, especially now when they're, the marketplace is so huge. I mean, you're, everybody is fighting for, for likes and, and views and pending, uh, both online and that, uh, it, it hasn't gotten any easier in that respect, but, uh, the process, the tools to make that stuff, just like the tools to podcast and get a show out there with our voices is pretty simple. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's the pretty cool thing about it is technology has made it easier to get content out there and not even low quality stuff, some very high quality, you know, special effects and editing and soundtracks and such is just amazing how easy it is to get it out there and you know most basic computers come with the software nowadays to be able to do that too which is pretty damn amazing if you think about you know what you would have needed 10 15 years ago compared to now it's just right at your fingertips there's no reason if you have an idea that you shouldn't be able to do it or, and you know, there's enough services out there that are hungry right now for, you know, scripts and ideas for shows. And, you know, we, we were very fortunate to be able to be in this industry where people can be, you know, friends of ours who we know personally who are able to be, writing or producing or coming up with ideas for screenplays or writing and stories and, you know, comics and music and, you know, videos. It's just, it's just awesome. Podcasts, you know, we have friends of mine who, you know, all of ours who are going, you know, Oh, I'm starting a podcast, you know, you know, like as we joking about it, I heard the other day, somebody was saying, you know, you know, having a, a, in 2020 having a podcast is like having a tramp stamp in 2000. (laughs) You know, it's pretty much exactly. And it's pretty much the same thing. And that's what's pretty awesome about it. And, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And it's only going to get easier folks. It is, you know, you're going to have people doing video blogs, you know, and you already do, you know, people, you know, People you who do, you don't want to see having video blogs are up all over, you know, you know, all these different, you know, services that are out there. You know, people are watching people play video games or cooking or, you know, just sitting around reading a book. You know, hi, this is Mike. I'm going to read a book, you know, for the next two hours. Enjoy, you know, and that's what people are going to watch. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, William is sitting around on his phone, and I asked him what he was watching. Oh, I'm watching this guy play, you know, The Legend of Zelda. And it's like, why are you playing it? Because this guy's doing, you know. And so it's just like, okay. And it's like, and it, but people are doing that, and it's it's just it's just awesome, and it's crazy at the same time. So, but you know, that's what it's like. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very 
it's one of those things that's sort of a double-edged sword, really. I mean, on the one hand, uh, it's, it's great that uh, it's, it's very much easier to do this, but then, you know, there's a lot of things about it that aren't still very easy or even more difficult. Uh, you know, it used, like, it used to be that if you had a book published or uh, a, uh, certainly a show on the air or you were involved in media, it had came with some sort of celebrity status, which um, for good or bad, uh, it seemed like that just that just happened, right? Uh, um, and now it's not a foregone conclusion, although uh, we've also seen that you don't have to necessarily have a lot of media accomplishments in order to become a celebrity. So, um, oh God, yes. And and the whole online celebrity thing. I mean, that's uh, that's that's a toxic conversation as far as I'm concerned. So. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but it's been, yeah, a, a rabbit hole that's been very, very hard to dig for some people to dig out of. Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, it, it's it's weird, though, to think that on some, you know, very small level, but a level that's that's out there nonetheless, is that in, in a lot of in some ways, you know, Mike and I are celebrities, Um we're, we're very, very minor celebrities. We, we are. That. Well, I, you know, I, not to, not to, you know, that Mike said only Mike says that now, but then, you know, when you see him at a convention, he'll be like, don't you know who I am? Um, Here's my apple pie. Don't you know who I am now? <laughs> yeah. You get more doors open with the apple pie than you do with the ESO uh, banner. Oh, God, yes. That's so true. Well, and it's like as on the level of entertainment, as we like to say, you know, on the ladder of entertainment, I think podcasters are right below organ grinding monkeys on the, you know, level no, no, I of think, entertainment. I, yeah, we are. We definitely way below monkey. I mean, who doesn't love monkeys? I know. I so. mean, podcasters are, are yes, are, yeah, are way below monkeys. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, and the thing with podcasters are we're, most of us are everyday schmoes and, you know, we love talking to you guys. We love, you know, being it, but we're just guys and, you know, we're, we don't consider ourselves, like Mike said, celebrities, or we don't consider ourselves, you know, stars by any mean, you know, people like, go, oh, you know, Oh, you're on a podcast? You know, you must be rich and famous. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's a lot of people that, I mean, there's a lot of people that still have that notion where if you're in a band or you put a record out or you've published a book or you appear on TV, you must be in the money. And uh, there certainly are opportunities there and there's money out there. But it is, uh, you know, it's just like anything else in the world, really. It's just, you know, there's that, there's that one, you know, percent of people who are getting paid and the rest are really well paid and the rest of us are, are not. I mean, that, but the beauty of it is, is that most of these people like ourselves are doing it because we love it. Well, exactly. There's, you know, there's a reason why we're doing this and that's the great thing about it that's, you know, coming to us and that's why we are doing it. It's like how, you know, after I graduated from college, 
you know, I worked in radio for a little bit. I was a board operator and I also did production and I also was a DJ. And people are like, oh, you're working in radio? God, you must be, you know, really making a ton of money and everything. And I would look at them and say, no, I make $9 an hour. Thank you. <laughs> and that was it at the time. You you don't, a lot of people in radio make thirty forty thousand dollars $40,000 at the most for a year. Most of them have second jobs. Most of them have, you know, other things they're doing in life. And radio is just one of the avenues that they do things on. And that's the same way it is a lot of times with podcasters. You know, I would love to do podcasting for a living. I think it would be really awesome. I would actually love to be able to give Mike a weekly paycheck for doing Earth Station One. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. It would be kind of cool to do and, you know, be able to get to that point. Maybe someday we will. But, you know, 500 episodes in, I don't think we're there yet. I really <laughs> don't think we're there yet. I know we're not there yet. But, uh, you know, but like I said, that means we're we're not, you know, and a lot of folks that are that are doing this, if you, if you know, no matter what <laughs> How you might feel about him, anybody who's been doing something like this for as long as we have, or, you know, five years or whatever, you know, I mean, like Mike said, there's no money in it. So uh, you kind of have to tip your cap to them because, or in my case, Fez, uh, to them, because it's, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. There's, they must be, they must be doing it because they love it. Um, mm -hmm. so. And folks, Mike does wear the Fez all the time. That's a little <laughs> secret we're going to let you know. <laughs> or, or they're just crazy. You know, mm -hmm. which, which exactly. you know, I think we qualify for. Oh yeah, and it's it's a true passion project, and that's the cool thing about it is this is something that we love. We wouldn't be doing this if we weren't loving it. And you know, when we Mike and I do our podcasting panels, or if I do a, a teaching of a class, or if I talk to people about podcasting, I say the number one thing you have to remember is once you lose your passion for doing this, stop. You know, people are going to know when you aren't enjoying it anymore. People are going to know that, you know, we're just phoning it in. And God, I hope you guys haven't thought that about us here on the network. <laughs> it's you like, know. uh oh, jig is up. Exactly. They're out to get us now. But yeah, it's, it's just, that's just uncool. And I... I don't think it is a good thing when people run into that kind of stuff either. So I got a, I got a question for you. So you mentioned a little while ago, and this might be getting like, so this might be a loaded personal question, but you know, what the hell, right? It's just the two of us. Yeah. No one, else, no one else is no, listening. No, yeah. no one else listening to us. Uh, it's just you and me. Um, so you mentioned a little earlier that you you know you had you were in college and uh you you were working in radio did you like so back then in college or even prior to that did you have an idea of what you wanted to do um and 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 how has that changed over the years with what you're doing now well you also have to remember with me you know, I had no way to know what I was going to be doing when I was in college. You know, I was a, you know, visual arts major with a minor in mass communications and, you know, also a 
a religious studies minors. And so I had my internships in radio and I interned at 98 Rock in Baltimore and also WHFS, which was a progressive rock station outside in Washington, D.C. And it was like one of those early, you know, innovators of progressive music from like the seventies on. And it was pretty awesome to be able to do work in those fields and be able to do work with marketing, work with, you know, be able to produce and, you know, cause I helped produce a morning show when I was at 98 rock and also at WHFS. And then also I produced a Sunday morning talk show, which was pretty cool. And it was just a neat experience to do. And, you know, when I was at HFS, they said, hey, do you want to do some overnight shifts? And that's where I got, you know, my first professional DJing in and everything, which was pretty cool. And then, you know, when I was in college, I worked at the college radio station. You know, I worked doing DJing um, with my friend Rob Snavely, and we did a radio show for uh, about a year and a half. And then we also then I also became the news director of the college radio station for a little bit. And then they went through some changes and stuff I didn't agree with. So I walked away and then there was a couple other, you know, situations there. And I kept on coming back to the college radio station, but it was just, it was okay. And I never thought, you know, I'd be doing any kind of like speaking for a living. And my whole life, it's always been, hey, you've got a great voice. You should be on the radio or something. You should be doing voiceover. <laughs> as as you can tell, that never went anywhere. <laughs> so, but it's always been t fun to do. And, you know, I'm, but you also have to remember, Mike and I are so old that there was no internet back then. There was nothing like that. And, you know, I had no idea that I was going to become what I'm doing for a career now during the day. And I didn't know that I'd be then podcasting in the evenings. There was no way to know that at that time. So, No, I just was kind of curious as to if you had your sights set on anything in particular, being involved with any with media or not media, or if you just sort of fell into it in and out of it, so to speak, or if it was something that was a passion of yours from the beginning. Oh, I've always loved doing, you know, you know, as a kid, I always pretended that I was a radio DJ. And then also, of course, growing up, you know, I used to make mixtapes and all, you know, at first, you know, either have, using my dad's stereo system to mix different songs from his record collection or the now albums the I started buying. Streaming playlists. Exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> they don't know what it's like to make a mixtape, you know, so. but yeah, so it's, it's pretty awesome that you're, that you're able to, people are able to do that and, you know, to do that. But did I think, I wanted to be in the industry. Maybe. I think it would have been kind of cool. What about you, Mikey? I, uh, from the young, as young as I can remember, I know that, uh, I know that early on, I, you know, you go through the phases when you're like really young and you want to be like an astronaut or a cop or a fireman or whatever. Right. Cause those are like, I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was little. <laughs> Uh, and when I, yes, and I, I started drawing when I was in kindergarten, 
I, I wanted to, kindergarten, first grade, the first few grades, I can remember wanting to be a comic artist as well. Um, and uh, I made some comics at that time with some friends and everything like that. But after I saw Star Wars and uh, that changed everything as far as uh, I went from, I still enjoyed comics a lot, but um, I, I, I quickly got very interested in, in making movies. And the, the movie that really sealed that for me, was the, the movie that made me want to go like, I want to be a director was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I saw that movie and I loved it, loved it, loved it from a, you know, fan perspective. Cause I just think it's one of the best movies ever made. And, but from a, you know, a creative standpoint, I was like, damn, I want to, I want to do that. I, I, I couldn't get enough of reading about how that was made. Um, uh, getting the videos, getting, you know, anything I could, because back then you're right, there was no internet. So you had to get the behind the scenes magazines you had to cut things out of the papers. You had to like just hunt down and, and find all this stuff, um, books and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, my, my passion was to direct movies. Uh, if, and that was going into high school and into college. I went to college. I had a, a, a um, uh, I went to a university with a scholarship and I, my plan was to uh, come out of there and uh, be a film director. And uh that didn't work as well as I thought it would. <laughs> um, I had great opportunities. Um, I took a lot of film classes and I learned a lot in college. Uh, met some great people. And, uh, but when, and I had some great, like I said, great opportunities. I worked in, uh, uh, for a community access station because cable was just starting to explore local access and the, the cable, like the local accesses, uh, cable stations had, um, like they, I think they had a requirement. Uh, most cable companies had to have a requirement that they, the local community had to have like one or two stations with programming of their own to serve the community. So I was, uh, part of that in, in a little bit of a level, uh, did some sort of creative things there, I thought. And, um, and then uh, after college, uh, I didn't know where to go. Uh, there was no real clear path for me. So I moved to Orlando because I thought that was, everybody was saying that was Hollywood South. This was in 90, yeah, 90, around 1990. And uh, I, yeah, that's was the, everybody, uh, there was a lot of filming. They had just uh, opened, uh, uh, MGM Studios, which is now called, I think, Disney Studios, Disney Hollywood Studios, mm -hmm. um, as a theme park. But they were also doing a lot of programming there, too. So I went down there and uh, tried to get work for a while. And that was a very hard time. It didn't, uh, didn't really get a lot of opportunities there um, and uh, struggled for a bit. And um, then finally decided I didn't really care for that area very well so i moved to atlanta uh because there was a lot of things shooting in atlanta <laughs> and that was that was 25 years ago who knew that it was going to become like even more of a, a thing where people are, are are making movies and stuff and tv shows in atlanta but back then it was just the start i mean there was only like you know two or three four movies made it here a year or whatever and so i tried to get on the ground of that as well. And it didn't really, um, it didn't really pan out. So I was just, uh, you know, I was to having jobs, uh, 
various jobs to make a living while I was pursuing that. And it was very tough to, to, to get that, uh, going. So I got, uh, I got pretty depressed. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I went through a period where I got very depressed and I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I was going to do because it looked like, uh, my, my dream of doing stuff like that and telling stories like that was just not going to happen. So I, um, it was about, Oh, when was that? It was sometime around the turn of the century. So I would say it was around 2000. Isn't that weird saying though? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was, I was like, you know, I couldn't sound older on this show, you know, could I? Now, I have, to, I have to sling out things like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I was saying that, you know, it's like, you know, how you're, you know, when you know how you're, uh, sorry, you know how you know you're old is when you start thinking of things and saying things in terms of decades instead of like, oh, yeah, that was a few days ago. Oh, that was a few months ago. Oh, no, that was a few decades ago. That's like, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Um, when did you see your first Star Wars movie? Oh, a few decades ago. years ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, long story short, I... Um, uh, went to a convention an event and uh i saw some folks uh that presented a how to make comics panel and i realized that uh making comics was uh very viable for me to do as an independent person um much more so than uh, and i've and i still throughout all that time my love for comics and movies to an extent but my love for comics never went away uh I still read them on a weekly basis. Uh, they, uh, they, I've just, I love, love, love the medium. Um, and, uh, so I thought, well, let me see if I can make my own comic. And so then I took to that road. And since I've taken to that road, so many things have, uh, opened up. It's, it's gone. It's not gone in a very straightforward way, but it's gone in a way that I never would have ex- expected. Um, and it's been very rewarding. So um, while it was pretty lean wilderness years for a while where I didn't know what I was wanted to do, because um, you come a point in life, I mean, there are some people that know, there are some people that know what they want to do right away when they're young, right? It's very clear. They have a destiny, it almost feels like, right? And then, and then there's other people who, you know, sort of don't, and there's, they go on and they do that destiny. You know, you, you see, you hear interviews with guys like Spielberg and whoever, right. And then they're just like, yeah, I knew I was going to do this from a very young age and it, it was my destiny. And you're like, wow. And then I'm like, why didn't that happen to me? But, uh, it didn't. So, uh, so there's people who have that, that sort of goal in life. And then they have to adjust accordingly. And I think I've, as far as adjustments goes, I, I think I've uh, done all right. Uh, and then there's people who, I mean, I still know several people who are still, you know, looking for exactly where their place is and what they want to do. Um, and uh, I, I just find it sort of fascinating that uh, that people, you know, it's it, it's not, um, it's always interesting to me here to hear people's stories about how they, they not only how, what they're passionate about, but how they discover their passion. Well, a lot of times people find their passions just by accident. 
or they, you know, talk to somebody, just something clicks or they just happen upon it. And that's just some of the most amazing stuff about it. And, you know, that's how I found podcasting. I was listening to podcasts and it was just like, what? I can do this. These guys suck. You know, I can do so much better than these guys. <laughs> I have often found that if I, you know, if I watch something or I read something by people who I admire and it's just an amazing piece of work, it actually, um, I won't say depresses me, but it actually kind of puts me in my place where I'm like, wow, I could never be that good. I don't even know why I should try that. But what's really inspirational is to see something done by people who don't have any clue as to what they're doing, because then it's like, oh, I could do better than that. <laughs> well, Look, exactly. I, I might not be the best, but I can sure do a heck better than these guys. And so I find it more inspirational to watch or listen to read things that are like done by people who, not that I like to surround myself with, with crap and garbage, well, that's but, why you're on this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, sir. Um, I, I just, uh, but every once in a while, you know, you I, I kind of have to put in something and I'll be like, you know, and Michelle will be like, why are you watching this? And I'm like, this is amazing because I, I feel so, you know, good after this because I know, you know, I might sometimes wonder if I have what it takes, but sometimes I watch this stuff and I'm like, you know, no, I can... I could do a better job than this. That's a good way to put it. Truthfully, it's almost like, you know, and that's what got me into it is like, you know, let me try and see how I evolve. And truthfully, you know, going from episode one to episode 500, we're going back to this now. It's almost like, truthfully, I've, you know, I could tell where I've grown as a podcaster. And how, you know, going through what I've learned production-wise, what I've learned with equipment, what I've learned with just better ways to speak and better ways to present a show than what I did then. It's just like night and day a lot of times. And that's kind of the, that's the cool stuff about it. So, Yeah, I so, don't know that, uh, I don't know. I mean, I like I like chatting with people, especially one-on-one, -on -one, um, especially over the phone, as a lot of my good friends can tell you. Uh, I Even from an early age, I could spend hours on the phone with people. Um, and uh, so, you know, talking to people was never a difficult thing for me in an environment like this. Uh, but I will say that uh, from... From a performance and entertainment standpoint, I think that uh, I don't know if I would have been able to do a show like we're doing right now with just two of us talking. Uh, I don't think I don't know if that would have been in my wheelhouse like 10 years ago. Uh, really? Yeah, just because it, you know, um, I don't think I would have had the confidence that I, I do now. And, and it's a, and a large part of I mean, the show recording the show uh, and everything that's gone with it has given me a lot more confidence in, in being able to, you know, just sort of interact with people um, and um, both um, off screen and, and, or off mic and on mic. No pun intended. I always intend the pun. Ah, gotcha, dude. <laughs> I'm never off mic. Now, sometimes uh, I'm very sometimes I'm very off. <laughs> wow, no, I'm not even going to touch that one. I am not. I'm going to let that one pass. You know, but it's the cool thing about it is, you know, 
me on the podcast is sometimes a lot different than me in real life too. And I think you find that also because, you know, there's certain things I'm not going to talk about on the podcast. There's certain things about my life, my lifestyle, the way Judy and I live our lives or things going on in our lives that just don't need to come out on the podcast. And, you know, I like keeping things positive. I like keeping things more upbeat. And sometimes, you know, each of us, you, me, you at home, have things going on. And this is my escape a lot of times. And, you know, I always feel like this is my place to talk to a friend, meet new people, or talk to some, you know, just interesting things. So, so it's pretty awesome that way. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say I, I certainly don't want to give anybody an impression that uh, what they're seeing or what they're getting from me is an act by any means. I think uh, pretty much what you hear is what you get, right? Um, but like you said, there there might be some exceptions to that in the fact that uh, I approach this the same way I approach, I approach podcasting the same way I approach uh, social media, the same way I approach sort of my, hopefully my dealings with a lot of people is that um, I don't want to be a negative factor in, in the world. There's so much crap out there. I don't want to add to that. I don't want to add to that noise. I'm not about, I'm not about tearing people down. I'm not about tearing things down. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with criticizing. Lord knows I can criticize. Um, oh, don't critique. I know it. Oh, and, do and, I know that. And critique things. But, but, you know, usually it's at a place out of, out of respect and love. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I like, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are really uh, focused on what they don't like. Um, and you can see that in their, 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 social media posts you can see that uh when you talk to them um you know that kind of thing and uh that's not i I just don't feel like that's the way i want to live my life uh at all um Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's a choice that they've made uh but i don't um i don't subscribe to that personally and uh not to say that i'm you know i don't want to be afraid of, of handling anything you know we've we've had uh opportunities to discuss some some difficult or dare I say controversial topics on the show. And I certainly don't want to shy away from that. Um, But certainly uh, this is not a place. uh, And this is in my personal life, as well as on this podcast, this is not a place for, for hatred. This is not a place for ill will. This is not uh, a place that, uh, you know, we may, we may rant and rave, but um, like there's, there's elements to that where if in anything it comes out of frustration um, and uh, and respect more than it does like at a place where we certainly don't wish anybody harm. No, and that's one thing I've hoped we've always shown on the show over how many episodes we've done is we've always showed people respect when they've been on. The only person I think we could we didn't do that with was JD, but that's why we threw him in the airlock and he's still there to this day. Dude's got it coming, man. He, he just puts it on himself, really. I mean, we don't even have to really do anything. 
No, exactly. And one of the funniest moments ever on the show was when JD was on the show with Phantom and Phantom was like, he's real. Oh my God. <laughs> he's very real. And uh, yeah, we keep him in cold storage now. Uh, we don't let him out very often. Uh, Cause quite frankly, he wasn't doing a great job cleaning up uh, as, uh, as far as maintaining the station. So and Bobby Nash uh, was kind of complaining about it. Oh yeah. About the, well, you know, I mean, there's, you know, he's got, but since Bobby Lash has got to live in the airlock too, you know, he kind of complained about the smell. Mm, exactly. But, you know, so, yeah, so JD's the only one, you know, we've always, you know, kept on toe and, you know, kept him slightly at a distance. He'll pop up every once in a while. He always comes up and says, hey, Faber, could I come back on the show? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. we might let him out, uh, Adam, uh, you know, deep out of deep freeze. We might thaw him out like once a year or something. Yeah, he's in cold storage right next to Walt Disney's head. It's perfect. Wow. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome with that. But yeah, and that's the great thing with doing the show. We do try to always, no matter what anyone's point of view is and such, we always show them respect. It might not be our point of view and such, or it might not be a topic that we have all that much interest in, but we talk to people. We want to find out more. We always want to grow. And that's what the show is about. Yeah. Like I said, I'm very interested in finding, I just am excited about people who are passionate about things. And like I said, mm-hmm. where that passion came from and how they uh, ex- um, express it, um, what they do with it. It's uh, it, it, because it's different. Like I said, there's different kinds of people out there that do different things and I, I'm not judging. There's no judgment. There's no right or wrong. I just find it fascinating that uh, to hear people's stories and to understand uh, better. And I think, I think that's you know the the thing that we try to do with this show a little bit. I'm not saying that we're you know that we're um, uh, we should be nominated for a, a Nobel Prize. It would be kind of nice if we were nominated for one of those podcast awards at some point. I'm not going to complain about that at all. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, if someone somebody, could throw us a nomination or two, you know, would be so would it be so tough? No, just kidding. No. Or if somebody out there wanted to come to us and say, Hey, you know, Mike and Mike, you know, we love your podcast. We'd like to nominate you with a podcasting award. Or <laughs> or, you know, you guys have just been doing this so long, we're gonna give you a word out of sympathy, you know. <laughs> well yeah, that's like uh, yeah, it's just a, a an old timers award. You guys have been doing it for so long here. Here's just an achievement of being around forever. Um and you know what? That's like I said, we're not I I'm not doing this really seriously. I'm not doing this for an award. I'm not doing this for the money. Certainly. Uh, I'm doing it cause I, I like hanging out with my buddy and mm-hmm. uh, I like talking to people and I like, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, our discussions with people um, are, are interesting to other people. And uh, I hope it's at least entertaining. You know, that's why we've been doing it, you know, I've, exactly. But then again, like we're showing tonight, me and Mike could talk if we were just talking to ourselves, we've gone out to lunch before we've gone to cons and we've just hung out and we just talk and, you know, it just happens. We're recording it right now. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, these conversations are maybe more entertaining than this episode where there's other times where it's not been, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think the only difference is we just don't have to, uh, we haven't, you know, if it was a real conversation that we were having off mic, we'd have to bleep it a little bit. Oh, God, for Eppin, yeah. 
<laughs> I almost I must have had to bleep myself there. So, <laughs> but uh, I think I think you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like this is. I, I look. This is a, a new territory for us. Uh, certainly, I think it was just nice for us to to reflect a little bit. Uh, before our our big recording this week, uh, where we um, we're not really going to pat ourselves on the back. Uh, that's not what this is about. Uh, this is, I mean, we're we're happy. We're we're kind of amazed, I think, uh, that we're here in this position. But uh, we certainly are grateful, and um, I'm looking forward to sharing it with some people live. Uh, we've got uh, we know that some people are going to come out uh, to the store, which is great. Uh, the people that are our good friends uh, the station and uh we hope that a lot of the people will join us on facebook as well um but uh, as mike said even if there's no one else there but just me and him we'd be doing this anyway which i think this show is proof of i don't know if this last hour and a half or so has been that exciting for anybody um but i, I think it's been kind of fun to do and uh, maybe it's something that uh we should do a little bit more often, just have Mike and I, maybe be, uh, if it would help if we had more specific topics um, to, to focus on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the nature of the show, even though it's Mike and I uh, talking to one another, um, but we're really the hosts. So we're trying to also bring uh, other voices to you guys, uh, the listeners, mm-hmm. and uh, to ourselves and learn a little bit. And that's been one of the great things about it is it's just, you know, this is our way of experimenting. We're experimenting by just having an episode, Mike and I talking, instead of having, all right, everyone, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian this week, or, you know, we're going to talk about Disney Plus all week. You know, we talked well, about it. Mike, we did a little bit. In full disclosure, yeah. Mike, we confess up. The fact is, is that we had a really amazing uh, guest planned for uh, five hundred and uh, four ninety nine, and it just didn't happen. So we just damn you, weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someday, weird Al, someday you'll be in the geek seat. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome next week when we do episode 500. It's going to be a blast. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to talk, uh, give a quick shout out to the folks at this epic disaster podcast. They used to be part of the network as the life in a kilt podcast, Sherry and Rick, um, very good friends of mine. And they just hit their hundredth episode with their new podcast. So congratulations, guys. Um, They gave us a little bit of a shout out this week also for episode 500. So they've got got 400 more to catch up to us. Exactly. Come on, guys. You're slacking. Come on. Let's go. You know, it's not only. They're on the right track. They're on the right track. Just keep moving forward. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Exactly. And like, like they said, most podcasts quit way before where we are at right now. You know, we're just gluttons for punishment on the show. We're just too, you know, what is it, the saying? It's like you're either too stupid or too brave to quit. And uh, I think, um, well, we'll let you guys decide which one of those we are. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's always great working with this man that I'm looking at right now. Mr. Mike, it is a blast working with you. And the last almost, what, 500 minus 17? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you add all the other shows we do, I mean, 
technically we are well past 500 with if, oh, you, God. if you take like all the shows that we've done put together so so 500 is a official marker but yeah we've been we've been doing this for a while and uh um i can't think of anybody else i'd rather do it with and that's hopefully going to continue for many many years ahead which is pretty damn awesome um anything you want to shout out about real quick um you know what uh i you know I, look i just um again i don't want to single out anybody specifically because this list is just too long and i'd forget somebody and it would last another three hours but uh um just i'm not going anywhere go ahead just everybody who's who's been supportive of the station whether you're a listener or a guest or uh you've been a patreon or you've just uh hung out one bit come to one of our panels uh, or you've just checked us out for one episode because of the topic that was interesting to you, or if you thought, you know, we were somebody else or whatever, like, you know, you've left a comment for us, uh, a review. Um, certainly all that stuff means the world to us. Um, there's a lot of listeners that we interact with. Um, that there's a lot of people that come to our Facebook groups or come to our social media, but there's a ton of you that uh, don't interact. And I get it, you know, it's not, I'm not calling you out because uh, I listen to a lot of shows, watch a lot of things without interacting with the people involved either. Because uh, sometimes you just like to sit down and enjoy things. Um, you don't need any more, we're not putting any more pressure on you than that. Um, but we just want to let you know directly from us. Uh, thank you. Thank you so, so much. And folks who have been listening to us thinking that we're going to be talking about Elder Scrolls Online, you know. You thank know, you, too. Thank you, too. And we will be get, eventually getting to that. Don't worry. Another, what, 500 or 50, maybe 600 episode episodes. Five, so maybe episode 1,000. Or, yeah, 1,000. Exactly. You know, we predate Elder Scrolls Online, folks. Come on. You know. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're elder, more elder than Elder Scrolls? <laughs> Isn't that really sad? The it real Elder really, Scrolls. Oh, God, yes. We are the real Elder Scrolls. And, you know, with that, you know, please feel free to tell your friends about us. You know, Mike and I appreciate everybody who listens, but we could always get more. You know, if you like us, please subscribe, you know, or, you know, tell your friends, write feedback on wherever you listen to us, whichever media player. We're trying to now get up on to Pandora, actually. So we are, you know, we're working wanna, our way through open, things. Do we want to open that box? <laughs> I've been to that store before. It's okay. No. <laughs> That's a whole nother bag of worms we're not going to get into tonight. But yes. Oh, yes. So it should be a lot of fun. So you're going to be able to find us everywhere. And, you know, we're trying to do, get everywhere. We're trying to make it easier for you guys to listen to us. And with that, you know, we will be back for episode 500 next week. We will. 500 and beyond. And as always, it's my pleasure. And we will see you next week. My name is Mike Faber. Thanks for listening to us ramble for the last hour and a half. We'll see you here on Earth Station One next time. And here's to the next 500. Peace. And we're done. And we're done. Woo! Um, That's it. Yep. Show's canceled. We're done. Show's canceled. All right. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. And I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon Arasalon. A journey through all of Doctor Who, one serial at a time. Listen in and you will learn about... Two facts! Tune in and hear our... Dinobots! Find out how little we actually know about science, history... Doctor Who! And pretty much anything else. The Watchathon of Rassilon. A proud member of the ESO Network. Available wherever you get your podcast fix. Keep calm and Rassilon. Goodbye, and I love you. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.